All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. (laughs) Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast uh, where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Um, Hello, C4C Global One. If this is your first time watching uh, or your first time hearing my voice, you're watching the playback or you're listening to the uh, to the audio on the podcast, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. That um, What that means is I help uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and small businesses get their paperwork together so that they can, you know, have their foundation set up so they can do things like access lines of credit for their business, get business loans, uh, get their products into big box stores, be eligible for federal contracts. I basically put you in line to get to that shmoney, okay? All those foundational things that people don't like to think about, um, I help you do them. Things like getting your articles of incorporation, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, contract templates for clients and, and uh, partners, brand protection strategies and hiring and training strategies. I help you do all of these things things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that is why I am here to help you with those things. Hello, CETO240. So if you're in the startup phase of your business, or if you've been in business for a while, but you don't really have, you know, your paperwork in order, or if you just have a business idea and you're like, I don't know where to start, uh, I'm the person that you want to talk to, all right? How are you going to get in contact with me, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you'll be able to book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you will also be able to, um, Download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. It provides you with a checklist of, you know, the, um, the tasks that you need to accomplish, uh, as well at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can access many of my, uh, digital products like my eBooks and my video trainings. This month we are focusing on EIN numbers. Uh, so my let's get EIN numbers workshop is like the first button when you go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And as well at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that if you ever can't make a live broadcast, Hey, Margaret, so if you ever can't make a live broadcast, you can uh, watch it at your leisure, okay? So that is uh, my spiel. Oh, hold on. I'm forgetting something. Also at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your lovely NPL Legal Dish merch, your mugs, your t-shirts. They come in three colors, black, white, and navy blue. Uh, so go get your merch today, all right? But that's enough about the business side. Let's talk about why we're here. We are here for the mess, all right? So here is how the show works. Um, at the top of the show, we do our NPL nuggets where I either teach you a quick business and legal concept uh, in a couple of minutes that I think you need to know, or I, as into like today, I'm going to be quizzing y'all because we have been talking about EIN numbers all February. 
Um, and then we get into our stories. Now you might be asking yourself, what kind of stories are these? Where do I find them? I get these stories from everywhere. Um, I get them from you guys. You guys send them to my inbox all the time. I find them on different websites and blog sites. Uh, I have Google alerts sent to my email inbox. And you know, if things get rough and I can't find anything in my usual sources, I just go scour and me and Googleisha, you know, we do our thing and we find the stories that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. I want your comments. I want your questions as long as they are respectful. Okay. Um, all right. So we are going to get started. All right. Excuse me. All right, so uh, the first thing that we are doing, now we all know that we are in the month of February. This is, and while you know it's Black 365 around here, we all know that February is Black History Month. And uh, to celebrate that for me, what I have been doing all month. Hey, Nessie time. Ooh, girl, you just came in right on time. Um, Cito, I am not, uh, I'm not having people come on right now, so I'm going to have to deny your request. Um, I, I don't let people on with me. Um, yes, AP Jackson, Googleisha. All right. Um, so we are doing our black business of the evening. And tonight we are featuring for a second time, my lovely, lovely Nessie time. Uh, Nessie time is the owner of rise of dark dawn designs. She is the amazing woman who designed my mugs, uh, and my t-shirt, uh, my MPL legal dish logo. Um, she helped me kind of, you know, wade through the merchandising process, which was something that kind of really scared me. She's so professional. Her prices are so reasonable. She's very communicative and prompt. She has quality items. Y'all, I have washed these t-shirts a few times. No fading, no nothing, all right? So if you're looking for somebody to make you t-shirts or to, you know, do some graphic design for you, I heavily recommend Nessie Time of Rise of Dark Dawn um, Designs. You can find her on Instagram at Nessie Time. And I'm not, she's not paying me to say this, y'all. I contracted her services. I paid my money and I don't regret a dime, okay? So uh, check with Nessie Time. Uh, so we've gotten our black business of the evening. Let's get into our quiz. All right. So, okay. Y'all know what I want. What have we been talking about the entire month of February? What have we been talking about the entire month of February? Hmm. Hmm. AP Jackson. I know, you know, uh, you're welcome. Nessie time. You know, um, I know you know, A.P. Jackson, what have we been talking about all month? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to give y'all a few more seconds. Yes, Margaret, E-I-N numbers. What is the E-I-N number? It's your employer identification number, right? So we have been talking. Thank you, A.P. Jackson. Thank you, Nessie Time. Everybody knows. So we have been talking all week about or all month, I should say, about EIN numbers. And on Monday, was it Monday? Yes, Monday I asked you guys, um, what's one, you know, why do you need, or to tell me one fact that you know about EIN numbers. And most of you, you said it's like your business identification number and that you needed to build business credit. And yes, you are absolutely right. But I want you guys, today your quiz is, tell me another reason, thank you, MJ Jackson, Another reason why you need an EIN number. What what other reason other than building business credit is an EIN number used for? Okay. 
because we talked about a few of them. Building business credit was a big one, but there are a couple more. What other reasons do you need an EIN number? Hmm. And then, okay, and then when you answer that, your second question is, how many EIN numbers can you apply for every day? So question one, tell me a reason you need an EIN number outside of building business credit. And two, how, tell me how many EIN numbers you can apply for every day. Because we've talked about all of this. I've posted it on my Instagram and my Facebook. And you know when I do my little clues and stuff. So I want, where uh, you know, I'm waiting for my answers to come in. I know they're coming in. So I'm going to give it a minute. And my friends on, my friends on uh, the podcast, you know, feel free. You can email me your answers too, even if it's after. I, I will accept that, uh, nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com. Okay, so I think you guys might be a little bit stuck on uh, my question. Hold on. Mm, that's what it is, MJ Jackson, so that's very good. You've identified what an EIN number is, but what I want to know is what is a purpose that you need an EIN number for? Um, AP Jackson said separate business activity from personal not quite. Margaret Massey said, keep track of your business. Not quite. And you can apply for one EIN a day. Yes, that's absolutely right. You can apply for one EIN number a day. Nessie Time said, you need your EIN number to file your business taxes. She is absolutely right. AP Jackson said, open a business checking. Not quite. Um, you need, you may need, actually, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, AP Jackson. That actually is correct because a, a checking account is a bank account and most banks are going to require you to have an EIN number to open a business bank account, meaning your business is legally registered. So y'all are doing fantastic. Yes. I love to see it. Y'all are really picking up that information. If any of that information sounded new to anybody who's watching the replay and you don't know the first thing about EIN numbers, make sure you go to the link in my bio and pick up um, my Let's Get EIN Numbers video training, okay? All right. Y'all are so smart. Y'all are so smart. Y'all make my heart feel so warm. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. We are going to our stories. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> All right, first story of the evening. Um, does anybody here like donuts? If you like donuts, give me a donut emoji. Oh, shoot. This thing ruined my my um, title. Donut. Neglect your trademark search. If you like donuts, give me a donut emoji. Okay. Oh, MJ Jackson said it's a big delay over here. Taxes and purchases. Um, you need, you do need to file your taxes, MJ Jackson. I'm sorry about, there's nothing I can do about the delay. It's just, that's always been the case with Facebook for me. Okay. Yes. I've got three donut lovers here. Um, I'm not a big donut person. I, I actually don't really like sweet bread things, desserts, not really my thing. Um, but, you know, they are a, a very well-loved breakfast dessert, <laughs> right? Um, okay, 
Well, there is a, a there was a donut battle brewing between two donut shops that were totally across the country. So, uh, in about 2019-2020, this couple in Oregon by the name of Michelle and Chris Newton, Hi 76 Grimke, um, they uh, opened a donut shop called Holy Donut, H-O-L-E-Y, H-O-L-E-Y, Holy Donut, right? They registered their business name with the state, so they were the only Holy Donut in the state of Oregon, um, and they got the the... The, the website domain holydonut.co, H-O-L-E donut.co, right? Um, here's the problem. Uh, across, way across the other side of the country, now we know Oregon is right above California, right? Way across the country, on my side of the country, the East Coast, in the state of Maine, there was also a donut shop called Holy Donut, H-O-L-Y, Holy Donut, right? And Holy Donut, they've been open since 2012 in the state of Maine. They have three locations, and they have a registered trademark, a federally registered trademark for their business name, Holy Donut. Now, remember, when we've talked about trademarks, we've always said trademarks, you can have a, a basically a state-level trademark where you register your name, and it's only really good in your region, but if you ever have a state trademark come against a federal trademark, the federal trademark is going to win out, right? So Holy Donut, which is all the way across the country in, in Maine, um, they, they send a notification to Holy Donut in Oregon, and they're like, hey girl, um, we have a trademark for the name Holy Donut, and we feel like your name is too close to ours. Can you please stop? Um, Holy Donut in Oregon was like, this has to be a joke. They didn't really take it seriously. And then, you know, they started operating a food truck. And then they got a lawsuit lodged against them by Holy Donut in Maine. So, Holy Donut in Oregon, they didn't, they could not afford to fight a legal battle. While they didn't think that, you know, Holy Donut had a right to uh, lodge this lawsuit against them, they didn't have the money to fight this lawsuit against them, even though they felt they were right. So they are changing their business name from Holy Donut to Holy um, Holy Moly Cafe and Sandwiches, right? Now, while I feel bad for them, you know, they had this whole idea, this is why it's important for you to do your trademark searches, right? When you are thinking about what to name your businesses or what to name your products, you don't want to come up against someone who already has the name, right? You want to look for variations of that name as well. Had my Michelle and Chris done a little bit of research and done, a, you know, just had a little bit of ingenuity or maybe hired an attorney to do the search for them, they would have known that maybe there is a holy donut out in Maine. And maybe they could have worked out some agreement. But as of now, because they did not do that search, they are changing their business name because they don't have the money to afford a legal battle. All right. So we already know that Holy Donut is in Oregon is changing their name. But I want to know from you, do you think that Holy Oregon... I mean, Holy Donut in Maine, were they doing their due diligence and just protecting their name? 
or were they doing too much? Were they being trademark bullies? What do you think about that? Do you think that Holy Donut in Maine, yes, they're first, yes, they have their registered trademark, but they're 3,100 miles away from this other Holy Donut. Do you think that they were just defending their name or were they doing too much? What do you think? Excuse me. Woo. That took a lot of moisture out of me. <laughs> what do you think? I, for me, I, I, I really think that, uh, 76 Grim K said doing their due diligence. I agree with you, 76 Grim K. Um, Nessie Time said Maine was right. I agree with you guys as well. Margaret Massey said the Holy Donuts in Maine was defending their name. Okay, so we're all on the same page here, right? There's not going to be a lot of donut shops named Holy Donuts out here, right? And Maine, they already have three locations. And who's to say that they're not going to expand further? So they need to, you know, nip any type of confusion in the bud now so that if they do end up being, you know, a nationwide chain, they don't have a bigger fight on their, you know, on their hands later. So I think they were totally doing their due diligence. But had Holy Donut in Oregon, you know, just kind of done the background search, maybe they could have worked out some deal. MJ Jackson said they could have just added coffee and cafe on it to save it. Um, that's essentially what they're doing now. They're changing the name to Holy Moly Cafe and Sandwiches. Um, but, you know, and, and they've added other things to their menu, so good luck to them. Um, but I think that, you know, the Holy Donut in Maine, they were totally just defending their name. You know, it seems like... They are on the route to expansion, and they need to mark off their territory. So good for them. Woo! Um, MJ Jackson said, and everyone thinks they are one of a kind and have time on their side to trademark. That's very true. MJ said, everyone thinks they are one of a kind and have time on their side to trademark. Absolutely not. Guys, the barrier to entry for business is very low these days. All you really need, if you're not trying to do it the right way, all you really need is an Instagram page and, you know, a, a payment processor, right? So there's a lot of businesses coming out here. There's a lot of names that are bumping up against one another. So if you have your business name and you're really, you know, solid about it, make sure that you protect your name and do your due diligence, do your trademark searches, do the federal trademark search on the USPTO website, do a statewide search, just do a regular Google search, okay? And, and make sure that you are in the clear for, for what it is that you're trying to protect, all right? Okay. Whew. That was a lot. All right, next story that we are moving on to. Ladies and gentlemen, when you think of peanuts, what brand do you think of? When you think of peanuts, what brand do you think of? When you think of peanuts, what brand do you think of? When you think of peanuts, <laughs> when you think of peanuts, what brand comes to mind? Or what brands? There may be more than one. Uh, 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 uh. AP Jackson, you hit it right up. Yes, I got planters, planters, planters. Yes, planters. Exactly. When we think of planters, we think of, when we think of peanuts, we think of planters and Mr. Peanut, right? Um, well, that name recognition of planters has put some major money 
in the pocket of Kraft, um, of Kraft Heinz or Heinz Kraft, whatever the name is, right? Um, Hormel Foods has just purchased uh, the planter's business for $3.35 billion, billion, billion dollars. So Kraft is getting $3.35 billion dollars for their planters, um, for the planters branch of their business, right? Planters, like I just asked you guys what, what brand you think of when you, when you think peanuts and y'all said planters, right? Planters is the top selling peanut brand in the United States, right? They made about a billion dollars in sales last year. Uh, so, but, but their market share is shrinking. So Hormel has purchased planters and they plan on revamping the brand. But why I wanted to bring this story to your attention is to help you is to, you know, further, further, you know, drive the point that name recognition is money in the bank, right? Planters stock is going down. They said their market share is shrinking, but because again, as we proved here, Planters still has that name recognition in the peanut industry. They can command $3.35 billion. That is the power of trademarking. That is the power of branding, okay? So it's very important to make your brand distinct, right? Make it a quality product. We associate peanuts with planters. It's, and that's why they can get $3.35 billion because of that name recognition. Okay, so good luck to Mr. Planter. I hope he retires to a nice, you know, warm island somewhere where he can rub some peanut oil all over. Okay. All right. Uh, before we move on to our third story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to help guide you through the perilous journey of entrepreneurship, I want you to call me. Get in contact with me. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your free 15-minute consultation today, okay? All right, moving on to our next story. So, um, we all know that we are in the age of Dorona. COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call her, I just want her to go, right? And because of this, masks are in high demand. You have to wear a mask every, any, any and everywhere, most places. And they, and the, the CDC, they say that the most, uh, the mask that can provide you the most protection is an N95 mask. Yes. If you have heard of the N95 mask, Oh, AP Jackson got a can of planters right there. Okay. Um, if you have heard of the N95 mask, just give me an N in the comments, right? Now, I, we talked about a few stories where some companies were hit with trademark um, infringement suits because they were selling unauthorized uh, 3M N95 masks, right? Thank you, 76 Grimkett. Um, 3M, they are very particular about who sells their products. Thank you for all the ends. And there were people out there who, however they had obtained the 3M masks, they were not registered distributors. They were not valid distributors. So 3M said this was trademark infringement. Well, it's gotten even worse, y'all. 
Um, the queen, the district attorney in Queens, New York, uh, just recently seized $1.7 million in fake N95 masks, in fake 3M N95 masks. So these weren't even real N95 masks from 3M. These were fake 3M N95 masks. Now, why do you think this is such a serious crime, particularly in this day and age of COVID? Why are these counterfeit masks such, you know, um, su such a big crime or such a big deal to the, the district attorney? Because I'm going to tell you her, her direct quote in a moment, but I want to know from you, why do you think it, it, the district attorney had to get involved with this fake 3M N95 counterfeit ring? Hmm? Why do you think, ooh, 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 why do you think, ooh, ooh, ooh? <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> um podcast land, you know, feel free to send me your, your answers as well. I know that there is a long delay on Facebook, so I do want to give you a moment to get your thoughts in. Um, 76 Grimke said, you're not properly protected from the Rona. Angry face. Exactly, exactly. The, the, the district attorney in DA, um, the direct quote was that they sold false hope and security, Right. Because if you see these three M9, N95 masks, yes, MJ Jackson, we're trusting the brand. Absolutely. So you see these three M N95 masks, you're like, ooh, that says three M, that's a good brand. And you take that mask, right? But you don't know that somebody just sewed it together on their carpet in their apartment, you know, a few hours ago, and it's not providing you any protection because it's not genuine three M. But that 3M on there, you think that it's quality. Again, that's the power of branding. When you see a name that you know, you associate it with a certain amount of, you know, quality, a certain amount of, of integrity. MJ Jackson said safety, false advertisement. Absolutely. So the Queen, um, the, the Queen's District Attorney who uh, uh, basically stopped a mask counterfeiting ring and they, uh, they uh, what, what do you call that word? They, um, I forget what the word is, but they basically, they, they threw away the masks. They're, they're destroying them. They're not going to be distributed anywhere because they can't verify, you know, the, the, the quality of those masks. Um, so do you guys think that the manufacturers of these fake masks, do you think that they will get any prison time? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Or will it just probably be a monetary fine? Do you think that they will get prison time or will they get a monetary fine? What do you think? What do you think about these fake masks? Do you think that the that the counterfeiting ring is going to get prison time or might it just be a, a fine that they have to pay for making these fake masks? Hmm. And after this, we have a tasty treat for you uh, seafood lovers. Um, what y'all think? What y'all think? Um, Margaret Massey said monetary fine. MJ Jackson said confiscated. Yes. Oh, you came up with the word. Thank you, MJ Jackson. Confiscated. Whew. My brain just be, ugh. 
Okay, so Margaret Massey and 76 Grim K think that it will just be a monetary fine. Does anybody think they might get prison time? Because this was a, this was a sophisticated operation. So, you know, it might be, it might become under organized crime. Right? But we'll, we'll wait and see. Okay? Moving on to our final story of the evening. Do we have any sushi lovers in the house? If you like sushi, hey Cheryl. Um, hold on. Nessie Time said, I wonder could people who test positive or have died trace it back? Then it could be. Ooh. What if they could tie people being infected with COVID to these counterfeit masks? That is an interesting question, Nessie. Um, MJ Jackson said, less than a fine, a tap on the wrist. Okay. All right. Okay. Moving on to our last story of the evening. My sushi lovers, please give me a su- is there a sushi emoji or some type of fish emoji? Um, I don't eat anything that lives in the water. I think seafood is gross. I look and please don't say I haven't had it. You know, done right. My mother is an amazing cook. She has made it every way. I just don't like seafood. Uh, so if you are a sushi lover, give me some type of seafood emoji. Um, because I have some questions for you. Um, <clears throat> none of you guys like sushi? I'm going to give Facebook a little bit of time because I actually do have questions about sushi. Um, 76 Grim K likes this cooked sushi. Nessie Time likes sushi. Okay. Okay. Um, is a hand roll in, in the sushi world? Is a hand roll or hand, hand roll, 76 Grim K said nothing wrong. Is that common about amongst, uh, uh, is that a common term when it comes to sushi, hand roll? Yeah, just give me a yes or a no. Just say either yes hand roll or no hand roll. Is hand roll a term that is common in the sushi world? Margaret Massey said no sushi for her. Okay. Because that's going to help help us figure out what's going on here with this case. Okay. So Nessie Time, it seems like you're the only raw sushi person here. <laughs> oh, you're in California. Y'all love sushi out there. Okay. Um, hey, okay, let's move on. You don't know? Okay. Let's move on. So there are two restaurants. One is called Sushi Nozawa. Um, Nessie Time said, yes, I think so. It's all hand rolled. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask for your sushi expertise here, Nessie Time. Cheryl said, yes. Okay. Yes to hand roll. So there are two restaurants. There's Sushi Nozawa LLC. Um, oh, it has to be cooked for you too. Okay. And there's HRB Experience. Sushi Nozawa LLC. They've been in business since 2014. Um, and they have a trademark for, uh, the, they have a trademark for the original hand roll bar and a trademark for the original hand roll bar founded 2014. Now they do have a trademark, but this trademark is on the supplemental register. What that means is when you file a trademark with the USPTO, you can be on the principal register, meaning your trademark is good to go, go forth and be great, or it can be on the supplemental register, which means 
They don't know if your trademark is distinctive yet, but they're going to give you five minutes to get, I mean, five years to get, you know, your, your, to get your clout up basically to see if your trademark attains distinctiveness. So Sushi Nozawa, while they do have two trademarks, they are on the supplemental register, right? Um, now, in a, about a year ago, uh, a restaurant called HRB Experience opened up, and they do gourmet sushi, and they started advertising their hand roll bar experience. And Sushi Nozawa is suing HRB Experience for trademark infringement. So, to my sushi lovers out there, do you think that Sushi Nozawa have they acquired distinctiveness for the original hand roll bar or hand roll bar in general? Because they're basically saying that HRB experience using hand roll bar is infringing on their trademark, which is on the supplemental register. So to my sushi roll, to my sushi lovers, is hand roll bar distinctive? Do you associate that with a particular restaurant? Have you heard about that at other sushi restaurants? Y'all know I don't know nothing about no sushi. Right? But is like has is Sushi Nozawa doing too much or are they just trying to defend their name? Cuz their name hasn't even been, you know, even been given uh what's that called? First billing. You basically you're you're on the um what's that called? You a backup. You're in the backup league for your trademark, right? So not only are you in the backup league, now somebody's coming out here trying to use the name. So you have to prove that your name has come out of the backup league and prove that it's yours. So to my sushi lovers, is hand roll bar, is that a distinctive phrase? Um, 76 Grim Grace said trying to defend the name. But do you think hand roll bar, is that generic in the sushi world? Or is it something that could have attained distinction. What do you guys think? Again, I don't know anything about sushi, so I got no dog in this fight. Hmm. Excuse me. That story got me Thursday. 76 Okay. So none of you no nobody thinks hand roll bar is is distinctive or non-distinctive. I I don't have an opinion on it. I literally have never eaten sushi. I don't know anything about hand rolls. Um, but their sushi Nozawa and HRB experience are going to have to, um, you know, basically battle it out. HRB experience is going to argue that the term hand roll bar is generic. And sushi Nozawa is going to argue that, you know, they've made the original hand roll bar very distinctive. 76 Grimke said it could be seen as generic. Exactly. Because... Sushi Nozawa's trademark is on the supplemental register. They don't even have a full-fledged trademark. They are trademarked, but it's in the D-Leagues, right? So we're going to have to wait and see who owns the rights to hand roll bar. But um, those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, they were They were all pretty fun. I enjoyed them. Um, I, I want to thank you guys for your participation. I want to thank you for your questions, for your comments, for your jokes, for your emojis. Um, Cheryl said, I would imagine it's a common name because it's used for sushi. 
Uh, girl, you know better than I do. I don't know nothing about no sushi. <laughs> All right. I want to thank you for your participation, your energy. I want to thank everybody who's going to watch the replay uh, and listen to the replay on the podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in on Monday. We will not be uh, going live tomorrow. Remember, we're only doing Monday through Wednesday this year. Um, tune in on Monday. If you have not picked up your Let's Get EIN Numbers Workshop training yet, make sure you grab it. Click the link in the bio. Oh, that's where you can also get your MPL Legal Dish merch. Um, trying to think if I have any news for you guys. Nothing as of right now, but um, keep your eyes peeled. I may be coming out with a collaboration sooner, sooner than you think. Uh, if you need me, you know where to reach me, DMs or link to forward slash NPL consulting firm, book your free 15 minute consult. If you're a first time client, what else? Send me stories. If you find them, send, you know, I love when you send me stories. I always shout y'all out. Um, but have a good night. Take care of yourselves and I will see you Monday. Bye-bye.